to JM squared squared Welcome back, welcome back to another episode of JM Squared and this is your boy Moses and today my brothers have decided to desert me. I don't know where <laughs> these guys are. <laughs> I don't know where it's traffic or whatever. I do not know but luckily I'm not alone. I am not alone but it's okay, it's okay and today we have a special guest. Should I introduce you or? I mean go ahead bro. All right, today we have Shope in the building yo what's up shope how are you doing brother i'm doing good brother i'm doing very well yeah. um joyson kind of like kind of fumbled 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 a bit yeah <laughs> the man's not here man said hey shope i need to come on my podcast man like he's been asking me for weeks and then the day i show up he doesn't show up <laughs> so <laughs> i'm messing with you uh i'm good i'm doing very very good uh just yeah, man, chilling. Life is good, and I'm um, just trying to do the thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. We'll just go straight into it. So, who is Shope? Who is Shope? Shope is a recording artist, entrepreneur, um, believer in Jesus. Yeah. Just trying to um, serve people and make a lot of money while I'm on this <laughs> side of <laughs> serve people, serve my family, and have some great impact. Maybe that's the correct answer. Answer I should okay. say. So let's go a little bit. You said entrepreneur making a lot of money then here and there. So no, I didn't say making a lot of money. I said okay, that. let's I say just, making just, money. Either way, I mean a large whatever amount it is. Right, like making a lot of money. But let's dive because um, in this season uh, on James Squad podcast, it's a manners to orthodoxy. Manners to orthodoxy. Manners to orthodoxy. Okay. Yeah. So. What, in terms of money, what are your views on tithe? On tithing? On tithing? Yeah. I think of um, is it Corinthians or or Galatians? I forget the passage. It says, "Let each one, let each one give as they are able to, not in compulsion, but yeah. freely." So that's my view on tithing. Like wow. <laughs> giving is, uh, I think giving is mandatory. Yeah. Um, it's just it's it's um it's an illustration of your heart's posture. Okay. In terms of gratitude, in terms of service to other people, and so I think. Um, in scripture, which by the way for me is how I first try to think through everything in life. Yeah. Um, scripture first and then practicality and then so on and so forth. So I think you'll find that in scripture giving is mandatory, but the specific amount is not mandatory. It kind of comes down to a combination of what you're able to afford. Yeah. Uh, slash conscience slash it's ultimately comes to the posture of the heart. So that's how I think of tithing and giving in general. So it doesn't have to be necessarily 10%. No, no. For some people, 10% is nothing. For some people, ten percent is, is a lot, is a lot wow. right? So it just comes down to how much you're able to. It actually literally says in there, like, let everyone give as they are able to, yeah. not under compulsion, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, but but freely. So, but do you think churches follow that kind? Uh, no, they that don't. That side of the Bible, or it was just like coming there and just tell people like, yeah. Well, it depends on the church you go to. Like, I know a lot of churches. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. <laughs> a lot of church, because uh, I don't want to state the obvious. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Someone just needs to do some research on Joyce and Shope yeah. and uh, Moses, and you realize that we all come from a certain from a certain place. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, certain churches don't follow that because it's it's in their best interest to, I guess, not really look at everything the Bible says about money, but to just focus on that one place that says 10 percent, yeah. but then there's also a lot of good churches that i think have a good understanding of giving and money and so some will yeah. some will follow what the bible actually says but 
I think those ones are the minority. Most people would rather not and just kind of like institutes 10%. Yeah. Because if you can if you can convince everyone that they have to give 10%, then you can secure monthly revenue for the church. Uh, recurring. <laughs> recurring, <laughs> monthly. recurring monthly yeah. you can always always kind of like guarantee a minimum income level for the for the church yeah for the, wow. comp, the church yeah the world we live in right now unfortunately yeah so let's jump into music yeah so tell us more about your music what kind of music do you do stylistically it's afrofusion so yeah. i blend afro beats with hip-hop and r&b yeah um and then conceptually it is just mainstream music um yeah. pop music uh, pop, like african pop music um but from a christian worldview but i don't necessarily make christian or gospel music i, yeah. I kind of just see it as like my christianity influences the way i see the world influences how i see love how i feel see money how i see sex how i see anger how i see ambition yeah. and so i just talk about like life and love and pretty much just the things we go through yeah um and i just kind of like let my faith inform it but it's 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 very mainstream sounding it's like but do people don't people get confused like oh you say you don't really sing like gospel but you sing this but you're also part of the church how do you explain it to someone who's just let's say a new christian someone who's like who doesn't know what's going on because people right. think like if you're a christian right and you're a musician right. it's mandatory you produce and right. sing gospel music right yeah uh for that i'll say uh there's different i actually released a video about this on youtube that kind of blew up yeah. um and i would say if you if you look this is the best way i can describe it right so even yeah. if you look at like our source text which you say is the bible right yeah i believe the bible speaks to every category of life you get what i'm saying it right. speaks to the message of the gospel uh-huh. but it also speaks to life in light of the message of the gospel right yeah. the messiness of life yeah. and so when you look in scripture itself scripture the totality of the message is about jesus that much is clear yeah now if you zoom in and go book by book chapter by chapter not every single verse is only ever preaching the gospel message yeah. Do you get what i'm saying i get what you're so saying. some passages of the scripture are poetry right, right. some passages of the scripture are history Yeah. some of them are theology right yeah right the, the overall picture is clear that this is a message about god coming into the world to save us yeah um but that message is found in its totality whereas the different chapters have different genres and i think that's intentional because we understand that we live in a world yeah. and we need um we need insight into how to do into how to walk in this world and so i see my music very much that way where i see that in scripture god allows for a multiplicity of narratives yeah. all of it informed by his worldview through his lens so as, as, as his people um, we can talk about these things because he empowers us to speak about these things right? right i think also practically speaking it's just like it's it's very impractical um i've never understood the the requirement for christian artists to only ever preach the gospel otherwise you are being unfaithful it's like it's a it's a job it's an occupation yeah what separates the christian artist from the christian plumber or the christian accountant or the christian bricklayer are we all required to somehow put the gospel as a bricklayer are you supposed to like as a construction worker are you supposed yeah. to write james 316 while the cement is <laughs> while the cement is still wet you know what i'm saying if you're a christian plumber am i supposed to like solder john 316 or on the pipes, my, on the pipes you know as an accountant <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Like, if I'm a speechwriter, am I yeah. supposed to, you know what I'm saying? It's impractical. It's just, it's it's a weird artificial standard that's been set on, on, on Christian artists, artists who are Christian, because I really do believe a lot of people don't actually have a biblical theology yeah. um, of what it actually means to be a Christian and walk through life. You get what I'm saying? And so I, for, for the new believer, I'd say like, 
um, first of all, make sure you're drawing closer to the Lord. Yeah. Um, and then the music I make is definitely not anti-gospel. It's not immoral. It doesn't glorify sinful things, right? right? All I'm doing is just talking about the everyday experiences that we all go through. And naturally, my Christian worldview is going to influence how I speak about that thing, right? right. So if I'm speaking about a relationship that didn't work out, I'm not going to take the route of F you, I hope you burn, I hope you die, the, the, the perspective that the world will take. Right. I'm not going to take that perspective because that's not a, that's not a godly way to yeah, look at yeah. your ex, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but am I going to talk about the fact that it really hurt and it, it was it was challenging to get over? Of course, I'm going to talk about those things that are all common. Um, and then in so doing, um, you connect with people who are listening. So that's that's kind of like a, a very quick overview. I'd actually recommend everyone go watch the YouTube video right. where I, I really lay out the four reasons as to why I went from making like Christian sounding music yeah. to more mainstream sounding music because I think that'll give a more robust picture um, as to my my trajectory and my journey. Okay, okay, okay. So plug us in on what's the name of the YouTube channel? Uh, Shope, S H O P E. Simple as that. Simple as that. Shop it. Like Facebook. I could not, not fa- oh, Facebook. <laughs> YouTube.com slash all of Shope. A L L O F S H O P E. That's my handle across all platforms. So if you do YouTube.com slash all of Shope, you'll see my channel and it'll be one of the first videos that pops up. Even on Instagram, all their socials, it's all, all of Shope everywhere. Okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So talking about music. Would you say right now, like you said, you do Afro fusion, right? Mm-hmm. Would you say, in terms of uh, African music right now, does it pay? Can you say like this is what I'm gonna be doing? It's gonna be forget being rich out of music. Can right. you say like um, can Afro music like especially someone in Canada? Yeah. Can it pay my rent? <laughs> <laughs> can yeah. it pay my car insurance? Can yeah. it pay like can it just cover some of the basic bills if you're just doing like music like Afrofusion music, especially an African in Toronto in this yeah. I, I don't know how to call this right now with the economy right now. There are multiple there are multiple layers to that question. Okay. Uh the mo- the one layer is like the one layer kind of separates is like in Toronto yeah. or in Canada. Yeah. Um Maybe I'm not supposed to say this publicly because it sounds like I'm like I'm pooing on the Canadian music industry, but um, you will be hard pressed to make a sustainable income um, focusing on the Canadian market in any genre, but especially in African music. So you kind of have to think like beyond just Canada, right? Because right. Canada is cool. Canada has some nice perks to it. Like the grant system is great. But in terms of thinking about building a real sustainable career where your fans are paying for your bills and it's not just a government grant, yeah. then you have to think outside of Canada because <laughs> Canada is just not big enough to support um, most acts mm-hmm. across most genres, not to mention... Not even like, even if it's just like across all genres, whatever you're doing. Whatever you're doing whatever you're doing like maybe if you're an indie folk singer yeah and you can appeal to like the the population of canada outside of toronto and by that i mean non-melanated because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> once you leave toronto like diversity yeah. is like it's obviously there's, That's di- how they do it. there's like, diverse people but once you leave toronto it's like it's pretty still very much a white country right yeah and so maybe if you make like indie folk music maybe there's a big enough population to support you but even then it's still small it's still a very small market yeah now um, and that's why I can say with a fair measure of confidence, also knowing how the industry works with some of the bigger labels and having been in these conversations and having contacts at high places, I kind of know how this system works. Yeah. And I just know like the Canadian market is just not really that great for building sustainable acts. Like it can kind of get you some 
it can kind of get you some um some maybe some i don't know just a little bit of momentum yeah but if you really want to scale this thing you have to think outside of canada think beyond canada uh so that kind of answers the question on one level yeah um and this is as i said for all genres but this is especially true for those of us who are making african music or urban music and whatnot yeah um now on the other level can you make a living and make an african music uh absolutely because as, as we are seeing globally right yeah, yeah. um the music is taking off it's 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 tr it's charting it's trending it's the most popular thing i will say the path to monetization in the music industry you have to think as a business person right um and not just think as, a, as an artist not just think as a creative right right because if you're able to kind of like activate that other side of your brain or connect with somebody who actually knows how to handle the mechanics of the business side of the industry and just right. not just the industry but like your brand as a person then there's a lot of money to be made either directly in the music industry or or other industries as a result of who you are in the music industry you get what i'm saying i get what you're saying but you need to be business minded or have somebody who's not trying to take advantage of you yeah right right um but actually has your best interest at heart at heart and actually knows how to work the business side of your of your brand so i'll say yes it's possible but you need to have your business hat on okay okay cool so in the business side of it we know you just didn't just come just the way you are you say you, you have a, like a much like a brand yeah so tell us more about it like what's your brand all about um like my brand as a person yeah yeah so i'm uh i'm an artist entrepreneur yeah. meaning that when i first started i was that person who you talked about who was just like really focused on i just want to make the music make the music make the music yeah. um and you without really any care or concern or understanding of the business side of things and you do it for a couple of years and you realize that i like doing this but i also need to pay my bills i need to figure stuff out and so over the years i've kind of grown and matured where my music business has, has kind of flourished, thankfully, because of music I put out, because of relationships that I built, because of the competition, national competition that I won. Yeah. But then what I've also done is that... Oh, wait a minute. You just don't tell us you just won a national competition. Oh, I just I mean, move like something just like it's just any other day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give us some bit of info, please. So CBC Searchlight uh, 2019 winner. Uh, so CBC has this annual competition where they look for the best unsigned yeah. or undiscovered talent across the country okay and the idea is you're looking for somebody who pretty much has the branding in place has the music in place has the work ethic in place and they just need kind of like that additional spotlight and so i won the national competition in 2019 oh. um and so that opened up a lot of doors for me yeah um yeah so from cbc to the juno awards to having so when i say like all of these contacts that i have across some of the major labels when I talk about this relationship that I have across the major labels or um, in the industry, it came about as a, as a result of winning this competition where, yeah, it pretty much opened up doors. <laughs> it opened up doors for me, right? Yeah. Um, and then, so that that was, I'd been making music for a while before then and it was kind of like increasing, increasing and then that Searchlight really kind of like took it to the next level, thankfully. Yeah. Um, and then the pandemic came along and yeah had like everyone was affected by the pandemic in different ways my music business was also affected by the pandemic in certain ways but what i also realized was that moving from um just the artist 
which is how I started initially to right. now thinking about the business side, like actually looking at contracts and thinking about um, sync, sync licensing, for example, or thinking about sponsorships and just thinking about like, how do you actually set up the business in a way? What I actually realized right. that I didn't know was that I actually love business. Right. right. So even, even, even if you just like remove the, I love making music. I yeah. love performing. I love that creative side, but I realized that I love business maybe as much as i love the music itself so if you're to okay fine if someone was to tell you hey you you, you have to take one it's i can't answer that question today <laughs> and the reason i can't answer that question yeah. today is because i still feel myself as very much of an artist i'm still an active artist right right but what i'm trying to get at is that by beginning to look into the business side of the music that made me realize that i love business in general right and then that actually motivated me to start other businesses in other industries right so i started the clothing brand because music and fashion always go hand in hand culture rich world and then in the process of starting that and learning how to market myself as an artist and learning how to market my brand um i then started another business in the digital marketing space and email marketing and so like i have a company that now helps other artists other businesses and other brands essentially make more money by finding new customers and by really kind of like maximizing how much money they can get from their customer base yeah. but all of this came about as a result of the fact that um i discovered the business side of the music and i was like i actually really like this i like the negotiation i like the building i like scaling i like um putting this puzzle together. And so now I'm in a place right now where I make music, um, but I also have other businesses inside and outside of the music business. Right. Um, and so to answer your question, I, I couldn't answer that because I'm like, as much as I love building the businesses and everything that comes from that, yeah. I still love making music and I still look forward to touring and, and recording and just, just dropping records because it's, I don't know, it's hard to describe maybe because that was what I first discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, when you when you hear when I hear a really good song, it just kind of like fires me up to like man, like there's just something, <laughs> something about the music that just connects with me on a deep level that's hard to explain. Yep. And I still believe I still have a lot to give in that arena. So for that reason, I don't know that I could pick just one. But also because I know the business side now, I can't just be a creative anymore because I want to know. I want to make sure everything is being set up properly set up, yeah. to to set myself up and my family up for success. So uh, on the music side of it, how important is, let's say someone is planning to get signed, mm-hmm. how important are those first, first contracts a musician signs? Can, can, you, can you say it can make a musician and break a musician at the same time? Absolutely. It can make you or it can break you. I think it can, it can break you if you don't know what you're signing. Yeah. Um, it can make you if you know what you're signing and you either choose to not sign it because maybe it's not in your favor in the long run yeah. or you choose to sign it because you see it for what it is. And you're able to like negotiate in such a way that it serves as a foundation for you to do more things. You get what I'm saying? I get what I'm saying. And so if you're at the beginning of your career um, and you have a, a, a contract laid before you, um, a very important realization you should have is that whoever offered you that contract. Yeah. Okay, and this is something that some artists are going to forget. Whoever offered you that contract offered you that contract because they see value in you. Okay. And not they don't just see value in you; they see more value than that contract is willing to give you. Does that make sense? That makes sense. So if somebody's giving you a contract, it's because they see something in you. Right. So you now have to like don't get cocky, don't get arrogant, don't get a big head, but at the same time, <laughs> yeah. look at the contract and say, does this contract actually set me up, or is it predatory? Because if it's predatory, then you yeah. shouldn't sign it because that tells you something. Again. 
nobody is going to get into business with you if they don't think they can actually get something from you right and so if somebody presents a contract you have to look and say is it fair to both of us and if it's fair to both of us then hey amazing go ahead and do the thing make sure you're taken care of get it looked over by a proper attorney a proper um industry attorney music attorney um but if it doesn't look good and it's you really know like in your chest like yes you're giving me a little hundred thousand two hundred thousand even two hundred fifty thousand but you know like they're gonna like really own this this that and the third and like you know it's gonna like (laughs) like hamstring you for like the next 10 15 20 years but i'm telling you i'm telling you right now that 250k is gonna be so bitter in your mouth (laughs) and in your pockets in like a year or two from now then you're gonna end up regretting it so in that situation you're best off saying thank you very much i don't think this makes sense um because again remember that if they're offering you that is because they know they could probably make at least 10 times that so you then have to take that and say okay cool so this is what my value is now let me go create that for myself so basically when they're looking at you they're already seeing like uh, of course so basically it's just business this is basically they're looking at you like someone setting up a business absolutely that's that's all it is right nobody loves you in this industry <laughs> <laughs> like honestly it's it's like once i realized that i was like huh okay <laughs> it was like the shoe dropped yeah and the same thing exists in the christian music industry as well because as so I, it's just, basically it's just cuts across so long as it's music so long as it's music nobody loves you whether christian whatever christian, nobody loves you bro the moment there's a contract nobody wants something from you if somebody wants something nobody loves you that's what I'm trying to get you to <laughs> only your family and people who know you love you but when it comes to business nobody loves you in in like the sense of the word they're coming into contact with you because they think there's something to be gained here that doesn't necessarily mean they're evil but that's just the way of life like who's trying to get into business with somebody who's trying to say i'm going to invest x amount of dollars in you and x amount of years in you because i just want to do it uh, like a volunteer nobody's no no one does. no one's volunteering for this stuff right we all have families <laughs> and responsibilities economy, right, economy, right? <laughs> yeah and so but but when they come to you and say like man we love you you're amazing you're gonna get all these people who are gonna be like blowing you gas and blowing air. and you're gonna think that man these people like you love they don't love you they don't love <laughs> you they just see like there's an opportunity here you get yeah. what i'm saying and i think it's important to have that level-headedness about you where you can go into these conversations and realize that they're trying to butter me up because obviously there's something that they can gain and you size them up and say okay i think there's something i can gain as well but at the end of the day it has to make sense for both of us yeah, it yeah. has to make sense for both of us it and that should be a win-win thank you thank you that's my that's my philosophy in business and negotiation win win or no win win or no deal right you know what i'm saying yeah but unfortunately in this especially in the music industry um a lot of people are out here to like take advantage of you and win for themselves and like cut you cut you loose and leave you broke and penniless if if they can get away with it they'll try to get away with as much as possible right it now comes to you to knowing your stuff having your team in place to make sure that yeah i'm gonna give them something because at the end of the day they're investing time and money right but i'm not gonna cripple myself in order just to benefit them you get what i'm saying i get what you're saying and so christian non-christian everywhere it's like it's 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 very clinical it's it's business it's not personal it's business like they say business everyone wants their own share everybody wants their own share okay so as we wrap up in your music what's one of your favorite songs and why is it your favorite song man um i like hey lover and those words uh those are two of my more recent songs i have all the songs i like but i like hey lover because i think hey lover was like I want to say my most daring song, my yeah. most risky song so far. And some people listen to them like, yo, this is actually tame. But <laughs> um, Hey Lover was me kind of like just 
talking honestly about my ambition and my goal and my dreams for what I want to do with my wife and my family and whatnot, right? Right. And that's just not something I ever did before because I, I used to feel as though, like, man, I'm a Christian. I'm not supposed to say I want these things. I'm not supposed to want these <laughs> things. That means I'm greedy. That yeah. means I'm covetous. That means I'm I'm bragging or arrogant or whatever. But thankfully, I finally got to the place where I, I'm not saying I'm perfect or I understand every single thing, but I, I'm trying to have a strong biblical theology and understanding. And I got to that place and said, you know what? Yeah, I know what I believe. I know who I am. Those who know me know me. And um, I'm accountable to them. And so I can say this and just put it on yeah. wax. And if people don't like it, then they can go they can go kick rocks <laughs> or, do so, <laughs> or do something. Yeah, say so do something with themselves. Yeah. Um, so and it, the song is a vibe. It's poppy. A lot of people love that record. It's done pretty well. Um, and yeah, people just like that record when they hear it. And then those words, I just like the feel of those words. It's just a very soft R&B, Afrofusion. Like on the, it's like, I guess what would be classified as Alte is very R&B sounding. And I just really like how that song came about. Um, writing with some friends of mine, and I just like the way the song feels. So I think those would be two of my favorite songs right now yeah. that at least that come to my memory. So give us like one or two words so that we get the actual perspective of the song, like one of the like okay. lines. For those words, um, ah, why am I why am I blanking now? Give me a second. <laughs> I go you off guard. You call me off guard. <laughs> yeah, 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 those words. I'm actually for, I'm blanking on those words. Okay, let me think of Hey Lover. Yeah, I just. Um, I, yeah, I like what our vision O's for the digits. Put those aside, and we go for the limits. Um, yo, I'm actually, I'm actually like super <laughs> blanking on my own record right now. One second. <laughs> you get to see the side of me. Back to the thing that I seen from the start. You be pulling strings, make it sing in my heart. They be calling simp, but I think that in part. Nothing for a king to be seen with his heart, with his heart, baby. I take you London, take you London. Jeez. Abu Dhabi for the function. And if you want one, if you want one, Jeez. we go by these like now. Oh, 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 baby, take it slow. Oh, oh, baby, we can go. Elova, Elova. I just wanna put you in a Range Rover. Elova, Elova. I just wanna put you in a Range Rover. You get to see the side of me. Feel like I hit the lottery. Winning with you beside me. Winning with you, winning with you beside. Yeah. Whoa. That's Halova right that's there. That's Halova. That's Halova. Wow, wow, yeah. wow, wow. One thing I like about it is like um you've put a, you've told us straight to the point. Mm-hmm. I'm a Christian but the yeah. music I do about my ambition and everything. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to find Christian musicians out there. First of all, maybe they'll even get scared to name that song. Hey yeah. Lover. Yeah. First it, that was a risk. Yeah, which is crazy to think about it. <laughs> like it's on there's so much and I'm so fed up of it, bro. Like, there's so much hyper religiosity in yeah. the Christian world. Mm-hmm. Uh, what I'll call churchianity, not Christianity. Oh, like, we, yeah, we've put, we've, it's as though we're trying to help God. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it's as though we're trying to help God because, yeah. like, we, we know, like, yeah, the world can get corrupt and there's this evil and there's sin in the world. And so, in order to try to, I don't know, protect ourselves, we set up these ad- additional walls and boundaries that make us so 
so hyper religious and so disconnected from even being able to have regular conversations you know what i'm saying so yeah. the idea that and it, it's it's the most twisted thing i don't understand like, i actually don't understand this they'll say for example like if i say it think about this here's a mental exercise for you okay okay uh -huh. talk to one of these people who's like you know you should only make christian music i'm like okay cool you're married right some of them yeah. say like yeah i'm married or i want to get married okay would you say could you say to your wife i love you they'll say of course yeah say would you sing to your wife i love you most of them say of course yeah but you just sang your song wasn't gospel <laughs> Like you get what I'm saying? Yeah, I get what I'm saying. It it makes no sense how they feel as though you can say I I love you to your wife or I love you to your wife. Yeah. But if I go and record that and post it, I'll say I love you. All of a sudden, you sin now. Everyone is like, hey, you know what I'm saying? It makes no longer making it's, sense. It's no them. longer making sense. It's just it's cognitive dissonance it's because a lot of people, as I said before, they don't actually have a solid biblical understanding of what it means to be a Christian yeah. and to live in this world. And so we we've separated. Uh, this is like a much longer conversation we can get into and i want to get into another day yeah. where we have this weird idea about what secular versus what sacred means right and right. so we think that all secular things are bad and only sacred things are good but here's the problem though they only envision sacred things as the things that are explicitly religious like when you're praying when you're reading your bible when you're going to church yeah but when the bible says whatever you do whether you eat or drink do everything to the glory of god right so even eating and drinking yeah are in a form sacred acts right but they're also secular acts yeah. you know what i'm saying Yeah, because everyone eats everyone eats yeah. everyone drinks right so what makes something sacred has nothing to do with the thing itself it's the posture of the heart right do you get what i'm saying i get what you're saying you know what i'm saying and so yeah. that's why somebody who doesn't know the lord they can eat and it's not a sacred act for the christian when they're eating it can be a sacred act because do it onto the glory of the lord how do you do it onto the glory of god it's a posture of your heart you get what i'm saying i get what i'm saying and so the idea that a christian um doing these quote-unquote secular things are wrong or talking openly about these things is wrong is just a misunderstanding of scripture right and so i'm just i'm over i'm so over the the hyper religiosity of churchianity and of course like there's an extreme where you go and you start living like the world and doing all those crazy things which we're not advocating for the bible is very clear about that right but to be sure in your theology to say i know who i am i love the lord jesus um i'm plugged into a good i'm plugged into a good local church i have accountability in my life yeah. but i'm going to live in light of my convictions in the world i'm not going to shy away from the lord for those who want me to hide my christianity but i'm also not going to try to be over religious in order to please this like the the, the religious types right right and so that's just who i am that's where i am at this point and it's taken me a while to get here but i'm just so by god's grace free and happy and joyous to be here where i know what i believe um and i'm not living to please any singular person right wow but yeah guys that's shopping so as we wrap up where can guys get your music and uh yeah like which platform should they go to to get your music um type shope s-h-o-p-e into any streaming platform spotify apple music youtube yeah. i'll pop up all of shope.com is kind of like the, the i guess the battery if you go to www.allofshope.com that'll link you to all of my socials all of my music and then you can also just google me and i'll, right. I'll pop up so any last words to your people um thank you you guys for having me here yeah uh, for everybody you know what I'm saying for everyone who's listening if you're a Christian keep walking with the Lord um that's the first and that's the first and most important thing and then don't be off, don't be afraid to go out there into the world and represent him in a way that is loving um and is considerate of other people and if anybody is a non-Christian who's listening to this then hey I hope you're doing well but I also hope you consider the Christian worldview yeah. and understand that there's life there 
and we're not all weirdos, but there is. <laughs> <laughs> we believe what we believe, yeah. um, but at the same time, we 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 love people who don't, and we we just want you to consider what we got because we do think it is life. Yeah. Um, yeah, we think it's life, and I think you you'll be better for it. All right, thank you so much for coming to Squared Studios, Shopee. Thank you. Time. Thank you so much. It's been really a pleasure. And to everyone right there, so this is JM Squared Podcast. And right now, we out. Thank you for not listening to JM Squared. Squared. Squared.